Hi there, and welcome to episode 23 of McCabe Curl's Trial by Podcast. On today's podcast, we will take you through some of the key features of the equity crowdsourced funding regime as it continues to emerge as a serious alternative source of capital for startups looking to turn their ideas into profitable businesses. I'm Michaela Izzo, and here with me today is Andrew Gavea. Hi, everyone. And just as Michaela said, it's important that businesses in their early stages understand the options available to them to raise funds, particularly when traditional sources of funding, such as bank loans or venture capital, may be difficult to come by. That's right, Andrew. So just to give some background for those unfamiliar with what equity crowdsource funding is, it essentially refers to the process of raising funds through an online intermediary from a large number of individual investors who each make relatively small contributions in return for ordinary shares in the company. In general terms, it can be described as the regulated equivalent of the crowdfunding model popularised by GoFundMe, which allows a large number of individuals to support a single cause by making relatively small amounts of donations, which can add up to a significant amount. And what the equity crowdsource funding regime does is take that underlying model, crowdsource funding, and provides a legal framework for that to happen in the context of supporting business innovation and protecting retail investors. Now that we have a good idea about what it is, we thought that the best way to explain how the equity crowdsource funding regime works is to take our listeners through a hypothetical capital raising, so we can discuss the various requirements at the different stages of the process to develop a better understanding of how it all comes together. For our hypothetical, we will be a small proprietary company called Office Solutions that has an idea for a new app that will revolutionise how office stationery is supplied. The company hasn't yet generated any revenue, and we estimate that to make our idea a reality, we would need an investment of at least 400000 We decide that we want to raise those funds through equity crowdsource funding. So the first step we need to consider is whether we are eligible to raise funds under the regime. I'll hand that discussion over to Michele, who will explain some of the eligibility requirements set out in the Corporations Act. Thanks, Andrew. So to be eligible to raise funds via the crowdsource funding regime, you must be a proprietary company with a minimum of two directors or an unlisted public company limited by shares, have your principal place of business in Australia, have a majority of directors residing in Australia, not have consolidated gross assets or annual revenue of $25 million or more, not be listed in a financial market in Australia or overseas, and not have a substantial purpose of investing in other companies, entities or schemes. Now, looking at Office Solutions, which is based in Australia, along with all three of its directors, and is just starting out with no revenue, we will be an eligible company able to raise funds via the crowdsource funding regime. But that's not where it ends. The next step is to make sure that our eligible company makes an eligible offer that complies with the CSF regime. To be an eligible offer under the CSF regime, the offer must be made by an eligible company, must expressly state that it is made under the CSF regime, must be an offer for the issue of fully paid ordinary shares, must comply with the issuer cap, which requires that the company raises less than $5 million in any 12-month period. The funds raised must not be used by the company to invest in other companies or to lend to its related parties. The offer must limit the amount that individual investors may invest to no more than $10,000 in any 12-month period and must allow investors a five-day cooling-off period to withdraw their application. Having established that we are an eligible entity and assuming that our offer is an eligible offer, we are now ready to move forward in the process and conduct the crowdsource funding. Conducting a capital raise through the crowdsource funding regime can be broken down into seven broad steps. I will cover steps one to three, and Michele will discuss the remaining four to seven. So in step one, 
Offer Solutions will have to pick and enter into a hosting agreement with the intermediary which will be responsible for carrying out the offer. An intermediary must be a crowdsourced funding intermediary and hold an Australian Financial Service license authorising it to provide crowdsourced funding services. The intermediary will publish and conduct the offer through its online platform. Step 2 requires Offer Solutions to prepare the crowdsourced funding offer documents. The offer must be presented in a clear and concise and effective manner. It cannot be misleading or deceptive and must contain the minimum information set out in the legislation, which includes things such as a general risk warning, details of the terms of any shareholders' agreements in place, a statement of investor rights, such as their five-day cooling-off period. In Step 3, to finalise the offer and make it ready for publication, the directors and certain other persons must consent in writing to the offer being made and the offer must pass the intermediary's checks. Once we have these approvals, we proceed to step four. At this stage, the intermediary will publish the offer on its platform and open it for investment. The platform must be the only one publishing the offer, and the offer must remain open for no longer than three months. Investors will browse the offer, and if they so choose, will make an investment. Step five then marks the closure of the offer period. The intermediary must close the offer at the end of the maximum three-month period, or an earlier date specified in the offer. They also need to close the offer if it becomes fully subscribed. So turning back to offer solutions, we've hopefully raised the full investment amount of $400,000 that we originally sought. So the intermediary will now close the offer, which brings us to step six. Step six involves the intermediary declaring the offer complete, in our case, or unsuccessful for less fortunate raises. An offer is complete if the maximum subscription amount was raised, or the minimum subscription amount was raised and the offer period expired. An unsuccessful offer means that the minimum subscription amount was not raised. Then once our raising succeeds or completes, our company offer solutions will issue shares to applicants that took up the offer, and the intermediary will be required to pay the invested money to the company, less the fees payable for hosting the raising. On the other hand, if the raising is unsuccessful, investors will be refunded their investment. And with that, our CSF process comes to an end and Office Solutions gains the much-needed equity it needs to invest and develop its app to hopefully become a highly profitable business. Now, to wrap things up, we've seen that to raise funds via the crowdsource funding regime, a company needs to be an eligible entity that makes an eligible offer and conducts the offer through a crowdsource funding intermediary. Provided that a company does those things and otherwise complies with the regime, it's likely that the crowdsource funding regime will be available to it as an alternative relatively simple form of fundraising. For companies that encounter difficulty accessing traditional fundraising avenues, the crowdsource funding regime opens the doors to a potentially great alternative to assist with companies' growth. So please leave a like or comment, and if you have any questions on this topic, feel free to reach out to me or the firm at mccabecowood.com.au. Thank you for listening.